Chrissy Ford, you are the director of public relations at the Chelsea Hotel, Canada's largest hotel in downtown Toronto. Thank you so much for taking the time today to join me on the Fact Up podcast. Well, Jim, thank you for having me as your guest. And we've been talking about this for a little while, so it's, it's great to be here. It's uh, The honor is on this side of the screen. Now, before we get to the uh, nitty gritty of the Chelsea, I wanted to ask you, in all of your years in the hotel industry, how challenging were the past four? Well, that's a good question because I joined the um, the industry in 2001. I was employed by Delta Hotels, um, our previous management company, our hotel in Muskoka, in the resorts. And after 9-11 and SARS, they eliminated my position. And so I was shipped off to the corporate office into Toronto, and I was there for about a year. And then the position at the Chelsea came up. So that was challenge number one. Um, and then and then it was, I never thought that I would meet another, you know, insurmountable challenge once again in my, my career. But here we go, the pandemic. And, you know, it was like, I got caught with my pants down, to be honest. Mm -hmm. You know, we were all sort of talking about, about it and preparing for it. The hotel was very seriously preparing for it, but I wasn't prepared for a layoff. So, yeah, it, <laughs> it's, it was tough. What can you take us through what the day to day looked like when when COVID kind of broke out and over the, the course of the pandemic, what that day to day looked like? Uh, especially at your hotel being so big? Well, we um, very, very quickly uh, went from uh, an occupancy in February of probably, you know, 70-ish percent. And it dropped within that month, you know, um, within another month later, it dropped to like 5%. Um, you know, we had all kinds of group business that was a conventional conferences and such and meetings that one cancellation after another cancellation after another and guests canceling one after another. But we could see that we could see that coming. You know, we were following um, following it through, you know, the news channels every single day. And the hotel was 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 gearing up for that. Um, but uh, we never closed. The hotel did not close. Um, there were two big things that were happening in the hotel. We had, um, our hotel is very close to five hospitals within walking distance. And there were still, we still had some patient stayovers. And I think they were welcoming the fact that there was a place for them to stay, that we were open. And we offered like almost giveaway rates and free parking. So we were trying to help them out. And then we had some of the medical field staying with us as well. Um, but um, so that was kind of how it looked at, you know, at the beginning part. Um, and that occupancy honestly didn't really, it didn't really grow much. It grew a little bit in the summer, like 20% but not a lot right that's that's 2020 you know it's easy to focus on the negative but is there anything that inspired you 
You know, um, the fact that um, the hotel was there to help all these people that really needed a place to stay and, and we could help give back in that way, that was really important to, to the hotel because the hotel does have a big heart. And, you know, I, I'm pretty certain that you know about our relationship with Sick Kids Foundation and for the last 10 years, we've been supporting them. But um, no, it was, it was good to see that we were there um, and providing a service for these people that needed a place to stay because either they had an appointment that they had to go to or they had a loved one in the hospital. Right. Well, you, you kind of take me back next to you. You take me to my next question, which is your um, your connection with sick kids. How does that work? What does that relationship look like? Well, in 2013, when the hotel made that transition um, away from Delta Hotels and our owners decided they wanted to manage the property. So we made that that change to become the Chelsea Hotel. Um, because we broke away from Delta Hotels, we were breaking away from the charity that they had been supporting. That's we were as well. And while it was an excellent charity, we were open to choose whoever we wanted going forward. And since we had this relationship with the hospitals, and it brings a lot of business to us, you know, the patient stayover business is pretty big. Mm -hmm. um, I convinced our executive team that, you know, maybe we should take a look at Sick Kids Foundation as our charity. And there was no pushback on that at all. And fast forward 10 years, and we've raised a million dollars, $100,000 each year for Sick Kids Foundation. So we've become a really, we play a very big role in, you know, supporting our community neighbor. Big hearts, uh, big hotel. Uh, you know the most uh, the most rooms in the country with over fifteen hundred, if I'm not mistaken, closer to sixteen hundred. Uh, yes. What are some of the challenges that go along with operating a hotel in general, much less yours? Well, you know, we're just like a little city within the city, and you know, when when we're full and pre-pandemic, and we hope to achieve this hopefully this year, when we're full, we could have well over 3,000 guests staying with us. That's a lot of people. It's a small town. So, yeah. You know, it becomes a really big, um, you know, challenge operationally for the team, but it's, it's a well-oiled machine. Our hotel is going to celebrate 50 years of service in 2025. So that's only two years away. And so, you know, it's always been such a well-oiled machine, to be honest. Right. I guess it's 3,000 guests and, and a bunch more uh, family yeah. that work within the hotel at this point. Yes. Right. It's all you guys. You guys invite each other to uh, to your Christmas parties and uh, family gatherings. Has it gotten to that point? <laughs> well, you know, it's we have some gatherings every month. And it's either a because of you breakfast that's put on by the human resources team or our annual holiday managers party or our festive gala for all employees. Um, there's a lot of celebrations that happen throughout the year that bring us together that, you know, creating that camaraderie that we, ha we have. It's, the hotel it has a great 
people culture. And it's one of the reasons why I'm still here after 18 years. Sure. You know, cleanliness ranks uh, pretty high for people, uh, especially with, uh, with with hotels and, and post-COVID. Uh, but yes, talk about that hospitality, 10-5 hospitality industry rule, uh, where, you know, the importance of personalizing a guest experience, uh, especially post-COVID. You know, um, we, uh, you know, our, I guess we could call it our, you know, our mission is, is you know, um, creating great memories for our guests. So what we want is them to come here and have the best experience, make it a home away from home for them and show them a great time in our city. You know, we've got so much to see and do here, but have a good stay with us, a good sleep and, you know, create some memories for, you know, your visit to Toronto and your stay at the Chelsea. Those are really important. No doubt. And and that said, what kind of personality traits are you looking at when you're staffing the Chelsea to make that experience more personable and more comfortable and more engaging for the customer? Well, we like the folks that were the friendliest hotel in Toronto. And I think we really are. Um, it's like I was saying earlier that we have this friend culture, this friendly culture in, in the hotel. We've all kind of made friends with each other. So we become friendly and we push that when we have, you know, our guests in the hotel, you know, use the guest's name, um, make them feel important, make sure that you take care of a problem if they have a problem, um, show them exactly where the washroom is, don't point, you know, make them feel like they're pretty special. Is that what sets the Chelsea apart from other hotels in Toronto? It's those personal touches? Yeah, I think I think definitely it has a great deal um, of why we do set ourselves apart. But also, you know, we have some very unique amenities um, in the hotel that, that also sets us apart. You know, with our family fun zone, there isn't another hotel in downtown Toronto that compared to us when you look at our family fun zone and what we have to offer our guests. What does that look like that family fun zone and can solos like me go ahead and, and enjoy that family fun zone? Well, or is that just, well, yeah, I, I think, I think, you know, when you come to stay with us, Jim, and we got to do that one day, sure. um, <laughs> you need to ride the slide. Um, we have the only indoor water slide in downtown Toronto and it's about 130 feet of, I call twisted fun. Right, because it twists around like a corkscrew, which is why it's called corkscrew water slide. And um, anybody can go on that. There is a height limit for little kids, and they have to know how to swim. And we do have a lifeguard there. But I've been down the slide. It's super fun. <laughs> you know, you can see that slide off of uh, on Yonge Street outside of the yeah. hotel. If uh, if you're visiting Toronto, everybody, and you're uh, wondering what that. Uh, what that is, that is the slide that is in the Chelsea Hotel. Um, but on a bit of a serious note, you've got you've got a bunch of hotels in Toronto. You're very you're very centrally located. Um, you got the the likes of Verbo now. You got Airbnb, which is kind of an established um, you know site for people, and it's an option. How do you deal with that competition when you're when you're talking about the Airbnbs and Verbos of the world? How do you how do you separate yourself from you know? Them? 
Yeah, well, you know, I think it's it's all about value for your money. Um, what is it that we can provide as good value for what they're spending, you know, for a stay at the hotel? So what can we do, um, you know, to make it, you know, the best value? So we feel that we're very competitive in the market with our competitors, um, you know, our, our competitive set in downtown. Um, the added value of things like the family fun zone, we have an adult pool and a, a fabulous fitness center. It's all complimentary. Mm -hmm. Wi-Fi is complimentary, but that's passe. I mean, everybody, I think, offers complimentary Wi-Fi these mm -hmm. days. But we also, um, we have a show your key and save program. Our guests show their guest room key or they are provided with a special code. It's a discount for several, I think we're up to 20 plus attractions that partner with us. So what we're doing is we're saying you stay with us and you want to explore and experience the city. You know, you've got a plethora of choices you know, of attractions, attractions to choose from that are steps from the hotel, get out there and use your room key to save 20%, you know, some, a little added value. Sure. And if you, if you don't mind, can you list a few of those that, that guests can enjoy at a discount? Oh, absolutely. Um, right. Our neighbor, Little Canada is our latest addition to um, our roster of attractions, the Royal Ontario Museum, the Art Gallery, Ripley's Aquarium, the Ontario Science Centre, Toronto Zoo. Yeah, we have, we have a, all the big ones are definitely, you know, with us on this. We oh. actually had a luncheon with um, a number of them last week just to bring them in, show them around the hotel, talk about the program and how we want to work together. And also, you know, we want to work together with the media. Yes, of course. And and we we love the I mean, we locals love your hotel. We also love the honey that comes from your hotel. Talk about the honey that you guys produce in house as well, which is another added bonus for those staying. Yeah, we um, we partnered with um, Toronto Bee Rescue back in 2018. They approached us because they have other hives in the downtown core. And we thought, you know, I think this is a really good addition to our sustainability program. And yeah, let's let's do this. And so we have four hives and it's on our fourth floor roof. We don't have a program where our guests can actually go and see the bees yet um, because it's located in an area that's not fenced. So we're not able to implement that program quite yet but we produce a lot of honey and we sell it in our market garden restaurant and they all the hundred percent of the proceeds go to sick kids foundation. Um, we use the honey in some of our, um, our dishes in tea bar, our main restaurant, and we use it as a VIP gift. So we're giving away honey all the time. It's delicious. Oh, I I believe you. I believe you. I use it in everything, and and I'm uh, grateful enough to know you on that level where uh, I, I get to enjoy that myself. But let's let's you touched you touched on the food, and and flavor scene within the hotel. Talk about uh, the the restaurants that are that are in house that guests can enjoy as well. 
Well, we have two restaurants. Um, the first one is Market Garden. It's like a, a Marche style restaurant where the guest comes in and they can go to the grill, they can go to the salad area, they can go to the soup, the pizza, all uh, freshly made in the hotel. Um, and so they can pick and choose what they want and they're not paying any gratuities. So it's a great option for people that are on the go, on a budget or families that, you know, they are on a strict budget and there's kids menus. So there's, there's a few more options there. And then we have our, our main restaurant, T-Bar, and it is a sit down, we serve you, um, there's cocktails in the evening. Um, we just reopened the restaurant for breakfast and launched a brand new menu, and it's fantastic. Um, chick uh, waffle, chicken with waffles. <laughs> like, <laughs> I never yeah. thought that that could be a thing. So um, anyway, <laughs> um, and then, you know, um, we'll probably bring back our lunch. Well, I'm hoping in April and we were quite famous for our curry, uh, Indian curry buffet lunch. And uh, so I'm excited to try and get that back because that is a great, great lunch. So watch for that. You know, we're talking about the future. Any, any any other bigger projects that you have planned going forward, especially now that we've hopefully uh, cleared the way and we are now post-COVID? Well, we started some renovations last year, uh, towards the end of last year. Uh, we're renovating, uh, we renovated 300 of our rooms in the South Tower, and we're renovating 300 more right now, um, taking care of, and that's pretty much covers the South Tower. Um, then we've been renovating the corridors in the hotel, uh, new elevator cars and interiors. A lot of people think elevators, well, okay, uh, why is that exciting? But listen, when you stay at a large hotel and you need an elevator, you want a, a really efficient one. So we've gone from the old uh, analog version of a car to a new digital version and they're faster they're more efficient and the, all the interiors were getting done um, we're renovating um, market garden restaurant starting on march 20th and we're going to do some renovations in t-bar later in the year and lastly we are upgrading our internet mm -hmm. to make it even faster and more efficient. So the, the the guest experience is going to be that much more elevated. And because you're you consider the hotel a home, does it feel like you're renovating your own home with all these renovations that are going on? Yeah, because you know, I I I remember the, the last major renovation was in 2013 to 15. That covered a lot of the hotel, like our lobby, all of our meeting space. Um, of, of all the guest rooms in the North Tower, which is well over a thousand. And, and now I think, okay, fast forward, you know, nine years, almost 10, 10 years. And, oh yeah, that carpet, we're going to have to replace that. And <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's, amazing. it's like a big, it's a big house. Yes. And it goes piecemeal based on the fact that you have almost 1600 rooms <laughs> in, yeah. in, in two towers, right? 
Yeah. Uh, some rapid fire, Tracy Ford. Uh, there's no uh, rapidity to this. You can take your time. Uh, these are um, questions that um, may require some thought, but there's certainly no rush to them. Are you ready? Sure. The Chelsea has an indoor water slide, as we mentioned. How many times have you been on it? Two. Two? I know. I know. It should be a lot more. Two every morning, at least, before you, before you start work. <laughs> uh, preferred pastime while waiting for a flight. People watching or reading a book? Uh, watching. What are you listening to while you're on a road trip? Um, it's generally music. But when I used to commute, um, I used to listen to books on. Okay. Tape. Okay. So no, no Led Zeppelin en route to work, but maybe Led Zeppelin when you're driving into the country. Sure. Got it. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. irritates you the most about travel? Um, I think it's more of the um, people that are inconsiderate of others. I think that uh, you're going to make a lot of fans with that answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, I, and I read many articles about it as well. <laughs> New York pizza or Chicago deep dish pizza? Oh, Chicago deep dish pizza. Is there a reason? That was a quick answer. Okay. Well, you know, I was in Chicago. We have a hotel there, a beautiful hotel. And I was there with my daughter in, I guess it was about 2017. And I'd never experienced the pizza there. And oh my goodness, it was definitely delish. You ate so, with your eyes and then you digested. Oh my gosh, yes. It was crazy. Nova Scotia lobster or BC Pacific salmon? Oh, Nova Scotia lobster. Okay, that was also a quick answer. <laughs> <laughs> What's been your favorite age so far? Wow, that's a that's a very good question. Um, you know what? I think it's actually I'm I'm going to be sixty four next month, and so far my sixties have been great for other reasons other than the pandemic. To be honest. Mm -hmm. So sixties yeah. it is. Yeah. Where do you feel your soul lives? Hmm. Um, it lives with my family. Most important thing in my life. That's a great answer. It's very sincere. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a place in the world you'd go back to because the people made an impact on you? Um, it's hmm. a good question. Um, you know, I really loved going to Victoria, BC. I was there for a conference, but we were out and about and and the people of Victoria were so friendly. It was just, I, I really enjoyed that. My final question, because this has made the news uh, recently and I find it really intriguing. Is reclining your seat on a flight rude or is it part of the deal when you buy the ticket? I don't like it for me. So I figure that the person behind me doesn't like it. So I don't do it. Interesting answer. 
I, I remember an old ad here in Canada where uh, the guy sitting in the uh, seat would kind of look back first and uh, slowly go back so it didn't uh, so it wasn't considered impolite for the person behind them. <laughs> but it's kind of made the news again, so I figured I would ask you. You know, it's it's kind of the golden rule that I grew up with, and that's you know treat people the way you would like to be treated. And trust me, if you know reclining the seat all the way back is just I just don't like it myself. So why would I do it to somebody else? You know, gotcha. and that's sort of where I get that from. Gotcha. Yeah. Tracy Ford, Director of PR at the Chelsea Hotel, thank you so much for taking the time to join me today on the Fact Up podcast. I wish you personally all the best always and all the best in the upcoming renovations and elevated guest experience at the Chelsea. Thank you, Jim. It was great chatting with you. Got to get you on that slide. <laughs> Two in the morning at least. I'm there. <laughs> thank you so much, Tracy. Bye.